Hello and welcome to another episode. We're live in the studio. That's why Tim is going to say sounds so great. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. And I really appreciate bringing out the charcuterie board and everything, too. A very good spread up here. So that, That's how we roll when we're live in the studio. Um, we got so much to cover. It's not even funny. Make sure you go to our links, linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcastgaming. Let's get right into it. There's a couple that are not Disney related, but it's mostly Disney related. So with the completion of the Boba Fett series, um, well, the season, rumor is someone wants to do a second season. I don't know. Um, but there was a lot of stuff coming out where there's a new comic book coming out for Obi-Wan Kenobi to coincide with the show. It's not... I don't know if it's going to be different or if it's... But it just coincides with it. Well, there's been posters leaked of it saying, oh, it's coming out on this date. Well, the big problem is is that everyone mistaken it for the poster for the movie because people were... Or the show, people were editing the photo and putting Disney Plus on it. So they came out and they said it is debuting May 25th on Disney Plus. There's some spoilers and some little Easter eggs in the poster. I won't tell anyone. I'm going to tell Tim when we're done because I like to do that to him. But May 25th, it will debut on Disney Plus. Well, and you know the significance of that date, correct? It is the original release date for the first in the series Star Wars movie, Episode 4. Um, so everyone was like, why not Why not do it on May the 4th? And it's like, no, that day's got kind of cheap now. I don't, that day, that day's kind of just played out. No, exactly. Well, and on May the 4th, you could do a lot other things with that date, you know, and not drop this huge one, especially on May 25th when it's, what is it, the 40 years since we first saw mm-hmm. Ben Kenobi walking through, you know, the desert, um, you know, saving Luke. Spoiler alert, I guess, if you're, <laughs> you know, on that. Um, if not, so that's cool to, to tie it into that. And it's not like, oh, hey, you know, May the 4th and this is coming out in December or six months later or something like that. I could see tying it in, you know, maybe on that. But, you know, with only a couple weeks later, it's like, oh, hey, May the 4th, we could do, you know, this, this, and this, especially with everything coming um, in the just the Star Wars general series saga universe whatever you want to say it so i thought that was pretty cool i'm like oh sneaky sneaky and i i didn't know that so yeah no it's it's been pretty it's been pretty under wraps so i'm excited and obviously people kind of knew this was going to happen you know it was going to come out sooner than later because they need something to bridge the gap between this um and the next one because ahsoka is supposed to come out into this year and all I could think of is, okay, well, what's going to bridge the gap? Okay, Kenobi should be. And then we get the news, you know, that the Star Wars and or uh, series is already renewed for a second season prior to the season premiere. So I don't know what what's in this show, but it must be really good. And what's funny is the biggest complaint I've seen is, is his whole story was told in Rogue One. And I'm like, not really. I mean... I want to see what made him be as cutthroat as he was. You know, for those that don't remember, spoiler alert, he straight up shoots and kills, lets certain people die for the cause. He is not the greatest person, but he, like he says, we've lost so many people, you know, so I think he has a lot of story to tell. And who knows, the Andor series might not just focus on him. Yeah. 
No, exactly. I mean, and the thing is, is with all these different series coming out or rumored to come out or, you know, say that they, hey, we're writing the script for it and, you know, doesn't mean that it, it will come out, um, you know, eventually or delayed or whatever it is, is you got, you know, in, in the Star Wars universe that is you got a lot of stuff going on and this one like you said renewed for a season prior to the season premiere okay well hopefully it does well because if not you got a second season already already in the works or already well you know no, slated they, they said it's already going to start filming soon right so that's what i'm saying is so hopefully because this you, one started filming before disney plus but even debuted right it was over two years ago because they were full-on on scene like the, it, it, it's gonna be not in the void it's gonna be legitimately practical they built sets they did a lot of stuff for this one it was before the void bv before the void before the void um but speaking of delays this one is random because literally last week there uh josh gad was talking about the beauty and the beast prequel series and now it has been postponed indefinitely due to I first of all, is this is the problem I have with it? They're making it out, I think, to be more than what it really is. The main thing I saw was that there were scheduling conflicts because they're adding so many people that are big names. You know, Rita Ora is a famous singer. You have Josh Gad. You have I can't remember the guy's name that played uh, Beast. Legitimately, they're all actors and actresses that are you know famous. But they did say there was a conflict with the story. And Josh Gad is one of the writers with everybody else. So all I could think of is that whoever at Disney greenlit this was like, I don't know if Josh Gad can have this go out there like that. Because there are some more progressive ideas they want to put into it. And I know while I know Disney is open to a lot of stuff, they they might say, no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Or try to put their, you know, Disney spin on it to yeah. say or or hey ooh hey we need to I, I you know it could be the numerous things but but like you said especially with the big name cast is you got to make sure everyone's schedules you know line up and with a lot of bigger names on it you almost need the perfect storm just to get them there and I'm sure a lot you could do without cast there especially you know a Beauty and the Beast type deal where there's going to be a lot of CGI and whatnot on it but I mean you still need some people there, you know, characters there at the same time to do it. And I was wrong. I'm sorry. It was the guy who played Gaston. I was thinking about that. He is in it. But he, they're all famous people. They're yep. all famous people. Yep. So they got busy schedules. And the big thing right now, which I listened to a, the Office Ladies podcast, which is the um, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey from The Office, and they they, um, they interviewed Greg Daniels, and he flat out said, like, he goes, there's sometimes I book two projects that have to run simultaneously. And he goes, and that's how some people do it, because you don't know when you're going to get your next thing. Well, then what happens is, is delays happen that aren't their fault, and now they cannot be there. So I know there were some slight delays with Beauty and the Beast prequel, but, you know, it, up until last week, it was, a green, it was greenlit. Up until last week. Yeah, yeah, this is all... Well, at least to us, you know, something that was out of the blue, not, you know, um, something that we expected, especially, like you said, last week it was, hey, good to go. All of a sudden I saw him like, oh, well, and then to put indefinitely on it. So yep. who knows? I think that's more of, I think they say that so people don't 
think it's not coming, but it's not coming. So yep. yeah, um, we do have a new um, uh, a new Goosebumps original series coming soon to Disney Plus. Um, it looks like it's gonna be like the movies they did a little bit, I think, but a little bit more obviously series like, which I'm okay with because Goosebumps was always. I, man, I, so me and Tim didn't go to school together in elementary school, but I'm pretty sure it's probably the same for you. Where, like, if you had the Goosebumps book, you were the kid, you were the cool. Especially if you got the set, because yep. they would do the Scholastic set where she was yep. like four stories, and I'll never forget. I had the one with the puppet, and one with slime, and I can't remember the other two. But I read those things over and over. Mind you, I was deathly afraid of ET. I was deathly afraid of so much stuff. And so it's a little bit surprising, you know, that I would like that, but I just truly enjoyed it. It was so much fun. No, exactly. And I think Arl Stein wrote them in a way that it was scary enough, but not over the top scary, or, you know, there was some humor in it, or right before you would get, you know, really scared, something would happen and draw it away from that. Right. um, On it. And like you said, you know, same thing with us. When that Scholastic Book Fair came came around, or every year, hey, what's the new Goosebumps book? What's the you know whatever the series of books was, and Goosebump was you know a popular one. You know, same thing with us, and everyone would you know have to have at least the new one on it, if not like you said the um, you know the the box set, I guess you could could call it. So, but no, it was, it was the, the exact same thing. And then you had the kids that, oh man, oh, I, I just got this one. Oh man, you got the box set. And, and that was pretty awesome when you got the box set, just because it had, it had, usually it was the brand new ones usually, and you would trade them too. I remember that. Yep. You trade yeah. them around. So whoever would have the one. And I remember this was about the same time. I think as are, you afraid of the dark was popular on Nickelodeon? Yeah. So I know they're trying to capitalize on that. Um, but we'll see how they do the series. Uh, Disney Plus is getting it a little bit more edgy when it comes to stuff. Um, one thing people might be mistaken about, uh, Justin shared this with us, and I saw it before it kind of happened, but um, Netflix is losing the Marvel content March 1st. So that's the Defenders, that's you know Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. Now here's the problem. It's not a, oh, Disney Plus wants it back issue what it is 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 what people don't know if you've ever noticed whenever they do a new spider-man they start off with the uncle ben being killed or dying thing and there's a clause i guess that marvel has with sony basically whoever owns spider-man outside of marvel and it basically states that if you do not have a spider-man movie within so many years they the ownership reverts back to disney well, actually Marvel, but now it's Disney. So what's happening is, is with these characters, they were licensed out to Netflix. And I probably, I assume, they have until March 1st for the for the contract they have now. If Disney lets it stay on there past that by one day, then I believe it automatically renews the contract for like whatever time it was before. There's a reason why Netflix did what they did with these shows because their contract stated that Marvel could not use the characters from the Netflix series for four years, I think it was, or three years after they had a show about them on Netflix. Well, then what they did was they were trying to make their own superhero network with that Josh Dumel show that they ended up canceling, 
But they were trying to give him a little bit of a gap. Like, hey, look, we'll do a TV series with these characters. And then when they, when we put the kibosh on it, basically we can make our own and maybe it'll beat theirs. Didn't work. It is what it is. But the main reason why I think they're doing this now is, is because it's just all about contract stuff. So uh, I'm optimistic that um, things are going to end well with these series. Um, I do know that I saw that the new Spider-Man movie um no way home there is a longer matt murdoch scene in the uh cut scenes there's a bunch of stuff so look for that it has 100 minutes of bonus contact content i believe so look for that if you want to see you know you know daredevil in action i guess i don't know um we did have the academy awards come out um the nominations um and Encanto, Luca, and Rhea and The Last Dragon have all been nominated for Academy Awards for Animated Feature Film, which, that's big. Is there anything else in that category? They pretty much got it on lock. <laughs> you always have, you know, some other ones, I mean, in there as well, but, I mean, between those Who three... Who else has made anything? I don't... You, well, you always get ones that aren't as popular, or not popular, I shouldn't say, well, yeah, that, but, I mean, that aren't as um, marketed as much as the other ones or something you're like oh man i forgot about that one like when frozen came out it was all about frozen and let it go but um it was the same as um the minions now not as what i'm getting as not as minions as a movie but happy by pharrell was a song in it i love that song but they were pushing so much of let it go and it's disney that of course that's gonna win i think if you know the happy song by pharrell was any other year it would have won. Probably would have won. And I love that song. But you got the Let It Go that was pushed down our throat before the movie even came out. That, of course, that was going to win. Um, on this, on with this, I mean, you got three big movies, animated films on there. Which one? I, I have my guess, my guess that I think that will win. But what do you think would be, you know... Your guess. Um, I have a feeling. I don't know. I, I a lot. Of, I think Encanto is probably going to win, but I think Raya and the Last Dragon will come in a close second. Yeah, I like you were saying. I think Encanto will as well, um, just because it's the newest one. Everyone's seen it. Fresh you in know, the mind. Fresh in the mind. You know, don't tell Bruno and everything that's happened with that one as well. Uh, you know, is kind of what you know. I think it is, and to be honest, I haven't watched any any of them um, on it, so I can't say anything as far as personally. Oh, I think this one is better than the other one because I've watched them. Um, this is just looking at it from thirty thousand feet and not watching. Now, it. now, have you heard? There's a cool theory I saw on TikTok. So, um, so you know how Disney movies like to put little Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah, this doesn't spoil anything. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but um, in one of the scenes, apparently they're talking to Bruno, and in Bruno's room is a plant in a boot. Huh. Okay. So you follow me? There's a plant in a boot. Right. Well, in the movie Wally, mm -hmm. the way that Wally proves to the people on the ship that there's life on Earth. Is there's a boot with a plant in it, and yeah. someone's like, "Oh my gosh, this is how we connect Disney and Pixar." 
this is how the worlds are going to collide. Or how it's going to go. Exactly. So, and there's, I guess, apparently, I haven't seen Encanto, but apparently he does it multiple times with his plant in a boot. So, it is kind of significant, but I just thought that was kind of cool that, you know. Right. A little Easter egg for you guys, because you never know. No, exactly. And they love throwing Easter eggs in there as well. You know, both, you know, a deep dive where you got to pause it on the one frame on it and others where it's, you know, kind of subtle like uh, the boot plant. Yeah, that that one's very subtle. Um, next thing we got is quickly, you know, Pixar released an tra- official trailer for Lightyear, which I, with the, um, with everything going on with it, with the Super Bowl, I assume some trailers will pop up now because they're oh, yeah. more than likely going to do that thing where they play them right after the Super Bowl yep. or right before. Well, and in some of the, the championship games, they say, oh, half, right before halftime, we're going to release this. We're going to release yep. that you know, exclusive first look. And basically what you got to do is just wait you know, however long that takes plus one minute, and then you go on YouTube and you see it all. Which I think Kenobi, I think there'll be a teaser for that. Oh, I almost, gar- almost guarantee, yep. Because yep, exactly. usually there's something big going on. We'll see what happens there. Yep, exactly. But the light, I really, I enjoyed the Lightyear trailer. Lightyear looks really good. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones has been uh, cast in um, National Treasure, the Disney Plus series, which actually just started filming, uh, I believe it was yesterday. And they do have uh, uh, stuff uh, with photos from the set, so that's pretty awesome. Um Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is coming to Disney Plus on March 2nd. I did not watch it, but I have heard people say that they loved the way he did it. It did not receive very, very good reviews, but from a person who I surprisingly, I never thought I would like a musical. We were in San Francisco with my uh, sister and my niece, and it was her choice to pick a movie, and she picked um, The Greatest Showman. And I love that movie, man. That movie, I was like, wait, what? So I was like, this is amazing. The songs were stuck in my head the whole time we went home. I'm like, man, this is awesome. Well, maybe Hugh Jackman, maybe, but... Yeah, a little bit. You are kind of partial to him. Yeah. But would you have seen that movie... If it wasn't for her, I'm, pro- I'm you probably would have eventually um, just with the fanfare and everything that it got. But- I wouldn't have seen it at the time, but I also had movie pass at the time, too. So it made oh, it very easy right. for me to go see movies. And I yep, was seeing a lot of movies. You were. And I was actually seeing movies that were not in my wheelhouse, like three billboards mm-hmm. outside of Ebbing, Missouri, stuff like that. Like, yep. like Nick's- more not kitschy but different types of them exactly well and like you said with the movie pass like oh i gotta go to one more movie to get it worthwhile okay what one haven't i seen and you would be more prone to like you said doing something just outside your wheelhouse to make the pass worthwhile um on it yeah um So we'll see on March 2nd. See right here. Literally in our list, it says Rita Ora joins cast of Beauty and the Beast prequel series. That's how fast things can change. This list was made. We've only been sharing stuff for a week. So you guys are probably going to get this a little bit late. I'm going to try and upload this tomorrow um, when Justin comes over. I need a hotspot to upload this just because things are special. That's that's another podcast for another day. another podcast for another day. But yeah. So there you go. Look at that. Um... The trailer for The Adam Project and Father Stew. The Adam Project is the one with Ryan Reynolds, Ryan correct? Reynolds, yep. And that looks... It's trippy because it's it's a kid. Ryan Reynolds shows up. 
Ryan Reynolds is from the future, and he picks up the kid, and they go to the past to see his dad, because his dad has the way to solve something. I don't know, but it's weird in the beginning of the trailer. You're like, oh, wait, what's Ryan Reynolds have to do with any of this? And found the, you know, the kid's cabin, which was his dad's cabin. And they start, how do you know that the kid is talking to Ryan Reynolds? How do you know this? How do you know this? Oh, wait, you got this. You have, you have the same scars as <clears throat> and me. Start, and start putting everything together. And then finally, obviously, it's no spoiler because it's in the trailer. He goes, you're me from the future. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, you, you know, you're me. And then he kind of faints and he picks him up. He's like, yep, time travel is real. And then it goes into this whole, it, it, I actually, I just watched it this morning and that's when I put it on here and my wife saw it, saw the trailer says, Oh, that's the one with Ron Reynolds. That looks awesome. And it does look really great. And isn't his, uh, his dad's Mark Ruffalo, Mark right? Ruffalo plays yeah. his dad. You know say? That's, that's cool. And what's funny is, is the trailer does have the, the stereotypical Mark Ruffalo, confused face look and <laughs> yep. like that's what you've grown yep. to know him for like so i have a feeling it's going to be one of those um what we call what we, it, it almost feels like a jumanji meets like a um what would you call it jumanji meets like a funnier type of thing because when he does when the kid does faint ryan reynolds catches him as he's falling goes nope no time for that and he yeah. pulls him back up. So it's not like he falls. No, he literally grabs him as he's falling and goes, nope, no time for this. Yeah, it, it seems like each character, like Ryan Reynolds, kind of how he is. He could be serious but has that you know comedic relief in yes. it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, same thing. Is there real? It seems like that they're going to play. Those, I mean, they play those characters well. But that's how it's going to be where it is serious. But, yeah, it has, but has that little bit, yeah, to uh, to break it up. No, I, like I said, I saw it this morning. I didn't even know about it. And just with the Adam Project, it's like, oh, wait, what? This doesn't make any sense. And that's what's crazy is there's so many of these movies coming out or even shows where it has, like, a project in the name or something. And it's about, like, oh, this one's about a supernatural kid where they're trying to save them from people. Oh, this one's about a kid who's being abused by their parents, and they're trying. So you never know what you're going to get. Yep. No. Well, and especially with a lot of them, uh, one that I watched that I forgot why I watched it is "Don't Look Up." Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer oh, yeah. uh, Garner, and all of that. I don't, it's just one of these ones that popped up on Netflix. Didn't hear about it. Didn't see see it on Facebook or whatever. I was just scrolling through. Hey, what's popular on Netflix? Or it says, Hey, you know, this is popular. Oh, that looks cool. That's got a good cast. See the trailer. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Watched it and I I enjoyed it. You know, it, it, it was actually pretty funny to be on. I mean, it was funny and, and serious, you know, as well. But you get those ones that pop up and it's like, oh, let me check the trailer out on this one. Oh, that looks cool. Add it to my list. And when I got, and most of them are like less than two hours. So it's not like it's taken up a long time or, you know, maybe two hours, 15 minutes. So, but that, that one seems you know, Man, one, if, if, one I, like if I only had internet to watch this stuff <laughs> and what's uh, what's father stew. So father stew, that one, um, you know, obviously it's got father stew in the name and it's not father as in dad, father as in the religious acts aspect of it, you know, as a, a deacon minister or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> and with both being crispy and Catholic or whatnot, it's got Mark Walburn, Obviously, you know, very Catholic as well. Um, and he ends up being, you know, going down. He had a life event that happened, and I'm trying to remember because it was right after I watched The Adam Project, um, that had happened and was, oh, 
that's what it was. He was kind of like courting this girl in a way. Um, his dad's Mel Gibson, so there's another Catholic tie into it. Um, and he was kind of like courting this girl, and something happened. He got into a really bad car accident and like should have died or whatnot. And basically came out of it. It seemed like he kind of rekindled some, um, you know, friendship or whatnot with his dad, who's Mel Gibson. He plays a stare, you know, a perfect Mel Gibson part um, <laughs> in it. And then all of a sudden, it's funny this one uh, scene, and he comes comes and he's like, "I know, I know what I want to do. I know what I, you know, what I want to do." And his mom's there, and I think um, the girl that he was kind of courting or whatnot was there. He's like. I want to become a priest. I want to go to seminary. And everyone's like, you kind of hear like the record scratch, like, hold on, wait, what? And then what eventually happens is he's got, I think he's, you know, has like cerebral palsy or something, something where it's, you know, muscular dystrophy or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so he becomes a preacher. And then obviously, you know, there's one part in it where it looks like he's kind of getting, um, you know, what what do I want? what I'm looking for, like they're looking down upon him on it. It's like, Hey, we don't know how good of a job you're going to do if you can't even walk. Um, then it shows him the next scene on crutches and walking into the prison and, you know, with the, you know, white collar on and whatnot. And it seemed like he was doing some, some prison work as well, um, on it. And then it shows, you know, his dad, Mel Gibson helping him out as well in it. So it seems like they kind of, you know, rekindled some stuff there and, and whatnot. And, uh, obviously, you know, faith-based and, you know, really bringing, bringing it all, uh, all together. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I do remember seeing an ad or something on it. Cause it's, you know, Mark Wahlberg actually being uh, a pastor on it. So it actually looks, I mean, for me, it looks really cool. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of the other Mark Wahlberg, um, uh, movie that he was in. With the kid, remember he came out and then got um, oh the walk along he goes on the, the run he, yeah where he goes on the run and you know I won't spoiler that one but it's based on a true story and you could Google it and see go what, back a couple episodes we yeah talked what, about it <laughs> what exactly happens um, on that but uh, you know he's kind of played some it seems like based on true stories and more powerful roles that Mark uh, Wahlberg has done. But I'll definitely be watching both of these. But, you know, the Father Stu one as as well. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it sounds like I'll have to I'll have to look into that. Um, let us know if you have seen it or you want to watch it. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. Um, this one, real quick, is Spider-Man No Way Home snubbed for Best Picture nod. Um, lately, they've been kind of going away from that kind of stuff just because, I don't know, man. It just, they they don't want a superhero movie to win. All these big directors, people, people fail to realize that people that are involved with choosing this stuff don't like superhero movies. So, I figured it was coming. Which, I, I don't understand it. You know, almost the biggest movie of all time, and you're saying, oh, it's not going to get at least a nod for best picture. So it's like, um, it, what's, what's wrong with it? Obviously it did well at the box office. You can't tell me that. I don't know. It was just very interesting. But like you said, they do in the article went on to say that they basically don't want any. Superhero well, and what's going to end up, what's going to end up happening too is 
they're going to end up winning every single other thing. Yep. Costume. Exactly, yep. Costume, sound, you know, special effects. They'll win every single other thing. And then they're going to, people are going to be like, oh, and then the worst part is, is basically, um, they're probably, they're probably going to be getting a lot of, you know, trash because, you know, Black Widow came out last year. Yeah, which is under the same guys, isn't it? Or when did when did when did Spider Man come out? This one, this new one. Yeah, this year. Well, last year. It right? was last year, though, right? It was I last think, year. Yeah, because the academies are at for the previous years. Okay, I wanted to make sure because I was like, uh oh, are we gonna? Well, be- when it got yeah, it was released last year. Because Academy is always in the beginning of the year because everyone, like you have the Thanksgiving releases, the Christmas releases right ahead of um, Academy season. Yeah, so I mean, I knew I knew it was going to happen, you know, just because that's the way that the superhero stuff goes. So Right. Um, this one was kind of cool. Marvel released a Yelena hair tutorial from Hawkeye, so you could do her hair just like her. So if you have long enough hair to do it, it has it's pretty detailed. I liked it. It was pretty quick. Right. Um, this one was a shocker to me. Um, Meg to the Trench with Jason Statham will be set four years after the original movie. I didn't even know this thing was going to be a thing. I heard rumors a long time ago they were going to do another one. The Meg, it was so much fun. It was so much fun because it was just ridiculous. It, it, it nothing, nothing makes sense. But I just think it's kind of cool. We'll look for more info on it soon. Um, we do have a new Willy Wonka film that is coming in twenty twenty three, which uh, Timothy Chalamet is involved yep. in it. Correct? Yeah, isn't he Wonka? Yes. Yep. Yeah. No. It it looks good. I'll be. Curious to see how they do it, because Wonka is, you know, and with any of them, you're going to get flack back on it. You know, Johnny Depp did his, and he got, oh, you can't beat Gene Wilder, you know, or the original, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's the same thing we always do with And you, take their yeah. take their tie on it, and then you got the Oompa Loompas in there, so we'll see, you know, what Peter Dinklage has to say about that on yep. this new upcoming movie. Um, but I saw it. It looks really good. Um, I don't know who the director is, but the movie poster looks fantastic yes it does it looks very uh it looks very artistic which i like about it um this one so the number says fifty thousand. it's up to one hundred and sixty thousand people have uh petitioned battlefield 2042 for their money back which is huge the problem is they're making the game free so you should be refunding every single person um you know i know it sucks that you're gonna have to refund them but um you should just be refunding every single person especially since the game was actually okay during beta and then all of a sudden somehow they ruined it. And what's crazy is, is when you read what they're saying, I didn't pre-order it. I know me and Tim talked about it. We're like, do you think we'll be able to play it? And we're like, nah, you know what? Let's not even mess with it. And so what ended up happening was, is Tim and I didn't get it. But, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that they're saying that they're not updating the game enough when, when there's certain issues, like you would hopefully realize, you might want to fix the issues, but they said they're not doing anything. And I can't understand why. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, ex- yeah, exactly. And like you said, if you're going to make it free, I mean, I'd be mad if I, you know, like you said, you did the beta and everything and it was great. And then all of a sudden it comes out, hey, I'm going to buy it because the beta was great. Um, and then it's like, what the heck? This is 
nothing what it was or nope. this is a lot worse than what it was. I mean, the commercials and everything, the gameplay footage and everything that they did leading up to it looked fantastic. Like I was saying, hey, let's, let's get it. Um, and obviously we didn't. And now you wait long enough, it's going to be free. I'll get it for free. Yeah. All, all it's going to do is you're going to take up space on my hard drive. That's all it's going to do. That's all it's going to do. And then if I don't play it, well, guess what? I delete it and on to the next one. And that's the big thing people don't realize is is there are so many other options out there for you to play right now. Um, I know are, I'm getting a lot of my free. friends. A lot of my friends are coming on to Fortnite because I've been playing it and I've been having lots of fun. And um, they've just completed the set of the Book of Boba Fett characters with Fennec Shand and Black Kirstan. Um, they're both on the game now. Um, they just did a Bruno Mars drop. They're doing an Uncharted drop. Like I said before, I don't know who 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 they pay, but they pay them good money to get character skins in the game. So, um, you know, there's too many stuff. And then Warzone just announced too. I don't know if it's on the list. Is it on the list about what they're doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it is the Call of Duty. No, one. hold on, hold on, hold on. Um. Okay. So yeah. So we'll skip it. It's it's a one down sooner. So this involves both of them. So Xbox has or Activision has announced this year's Call of Duty will be a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare 2, and that both uh both of the um the 2019 sequel, the Modern Warfare, and uh what call it uh. Warzone will be developed on the same servers. So, or not same uh, servers, same um, uh, engine. So basically what they're going to do is you're going to have, um, you know, hopefully you're going to have a better Warzone. They're calling it Warzone 2 on all the stuff. It's called Warzone 2. <laughs> so. Original. Uh, I mean, yes and no. I'm stoked for it because I hope they fix stuff. They said they're going to fix stuff in season two, which starts. I don't even. I don't even know. I'm going to. I did the update. I did the update for it, but I don't know if it's this weekend or if it starts. It starts Monday. Or if it's Monday. Yeah, because yeah. they they announced they the 14th is what they show the stuff on it. But um, yeah, I was kind of like, well. What am I going to do? You know, I, I don't have anything going on. I'm going to try and play it. But uh, that right there, if they do that and they fix everything, there's no chance. Yeah. There's no chance that anything's going to happen with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, Activision has a lot of things they're going to have to do to to. Get over on this, you know. They're not. They're not worrying about, um, you know, the same things that everybody else is. No, exactly. And like you said, especially if they go through and do say that they're going to make changes. I mean, you know, it's like when Ricochet first came out. It's like, what the heck is going on? Well, a it didn't come out here anyways when it said it was going to. But then once it does come out, it's like, okay, there's still a lot going on. And then it's like, oh, now it's starting to to kick in and kind of gain some yep. traction um, on it. So, I mean, we'll we'll see see how it goes. Time will tell. It, it's going to be interesting just for the simple fact that, I mean, Battlefield failed so bad, you know, we're going to see. But we did see Xbox has confirmed 
that Blizzard will release games on PlayStation beyond existing agreement. So there is an agreement in place, and we've mentioned it before. There's no reason to eliminate what's going on. There's no reason for them to try and take advantage and make an exclusive. There's no point. It doesn't mean anything. It's just it's it's just a lot smarter for them to do this. So I figured this was coming, and it's just good to see that. Um, Grand Theft Auto Six has been confirmed by Rockstar Games. We don't have an we don't have a timeline. We don't have a date. We don't have nothing. So well, and that's becoming a lot more not Grand Theft Auto Six, but just Grand Theft Auto with the re-release. And I'm seeing a lot more people streaming it. Um, Due to the the re-release or what they call the platinum edition or whatnot, yep. so <clears throat> yeah, and they're basically a lot of these groups now. They have like you can do car meets. Legitimately, I've seen these kids talking about, oh, we're going to a car meet, and I'm like, what do you mean going to car meet? And they're like, oh yeah, it's on Grand Theft Auto, and I was like, well, that's random, right? Yeah, they have gangs in certain territories. <laughs> it's insane, but um, it's cool. It's cool that you know doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lightning McQueen replica was pulled over. Officer says it's not street legal, but it is cool. Uh, he had the windshield blocked, which is against That's, the law. Yeah. Um, technically, if, if not, technically, it's just a- it was for seeing in. It wasn't illegal because he couldn't see through it because he had that that special uh, glass thing. Where I didn't know this was even a thing until I saw this TikTok where there's a tint that you can get on your windows where it looks like it's perfectly clear on the inside, but on the outside it's dark. It's and some guy installed it backwards, and that's what the guy was talking oh. about. So you couldn't see out of the car, but you could only see in the car. Oh, that's that. That's amazing, right? That's dirty. Um, Smithsonian National Museum of American History singing family photos from Disney for future exhibit, which that'll be easy. Come to San Francisco. They got plenty in the, the Disney uh, Museum. Right, yeah. Um so there you go, film me in Smithsonian. Go find some old Disney photos hey, and, and send them over. Do that. This one is like the big one because people don't realize. So Disney shareholders plan to vote against Bob Chappick's re-election to board of directors. So basically, if they vote against him being the board of directors, it's probably going to lead to him being voted out as CEO fairly quickly afterwards, if not at the same time, because they do that vote of no confidence yeah, that exactly. Basically, will promote someone else to it. Which, um, as the very end of this one, the last one is you know, Chairman of Parks Josh Tomorrow debuts video series on LinkedIn. That's the, who's going to be Josh oh, yeah. Tomorrow is going to be the guy. It's plain and simple, no question about it. Josh Tomorrow is is going to be the guy. No, exactly. And I mean, like they say in this one, you know, even if they, you know. The shareholders plan to vote against it. You know, they don't have, you know, the 51% or whatnot to do anything. It's just, you know, how how it is. But it does speak words when a lot of them are, you know, saying that. It, it does, you know, actually like I said, they, you know, a vote or no confidence. That's that's not good when that's your, your shareholders. You know, that means they could do a lot. They could dump the stock or uh yeah it's 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 not good and i think the big thing is is usually when you have multiple people doing like they vote this way it kind of sways other people oh yeah and it'll turn everything kind of oh you know it turns everything negative yep no exactly and it kind of perks up people's ears too it's like oh home wait the shareholders aren't aren't liking it that's that's not good exactly and um, I mean, he 
so literally just the, the the next thing on our list, the Walt Disney Company beats expectations. Parks earned seven point two billion in first quarter twenty twenty two. How is that bad? Right. They beat expectations. <laughs> yeah. Now, mind you, beat expectations is different than beat the numbers because beat expectations means if they expected to make five billion in profit. And they made seven point two billion in profit. That's a huge difference because people don't realize. I always reiterate this: expectations and you know, expectations include profit, what they're going to make. So that's massive. If it's it's there, and like it says, per capita guest spending up to forty percent, up forty percent at parks. Disney attributes to more favorable guests, and I think a lot of it has to do with limiting the people that can go in. Yeah, raising the prices yeah. has finally turned around to where, like, I remember going and you could tell someone spent all their money on going to the parks. Yep. Um, and no offense if you can't afford it, I can barely afford it, but I don't like to go and not be able to afford it. So what I do is I make sure I have enough to where my son points at something, I'm buying that because yeah. I'm at Disney. We and we used to go a lot. We probably go a lot less now, but. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to make it a worthwhile. Well, now, because it's so expensive to get in, it changed the class of people that are able to get in, the 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 economical class. Yeah. And so now, if it's up 40%, that's a lot. Exactly. Well, and I mean, when me and my, you know, well, then girlfriend, now wife, when we, you know, first went, we were kind of, you know, would save up to go you know we wouldn't you know maybe have one or two meals in the park i mean we brought sandwiches that was kind of my my doing on it but you know bringing in there and just you know the 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 dollar would go a longer way you know on it where like you said now you know obviously better where we are you know job situation financially um and whatnot than we first started going 10 years ago um, and things have increased and gotten higher as well. But you know, it's, I don't know. And like you said, I think the people that are going with the reservation systems and whatnot are going, are the more of the, the diehards and know what's, what's going on. So they, you know, may, Oh, there you go. Speaking of of wife, um, you know, like you said, are, you know, more favorable guests. Well, of course it's going to be, it's going to be the ones that, that want to go there. Um, or do the once a year or once every couple years. So they have enough money. So they're going to spend more yep. knowing, Hey, it's been going up. Let's get our, you know, bank, you know, our, uh, you know, more, more bang for, for our money here. Or maybe the next time we go, not going to be able to spend as much because just with the, the prices going up. And then to touch really quickly on, you know, the one beat expectations, that's Walt Disney Company, and that's first quarter. What was a big thing that happened in the first quarter? Well, Spider-Man for them. <clears throat> you oh, know? That wasn't Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man's not theirs. It's not that I thought it is. No, it's Sony. Oh, it is Sony. That's yep. right. Yep. Well, I'm sorry. Um, Encanto. In all in all of all of those ones that um Yeah, but that didn't count. I mean it so so the next thing does say that they added it was eleven point two million subscribers. So obviously adding eleven point two million subs eleven point eight million subscribers in quarter one is probably more because I think the last quarter was only like seven Oh yeah, it was five. It was low. Yeah. It was it low did than not expectations. Ex- yeah, yeah, it did not exceed their expectations. And so 
you have that, and as you can tell, right here, it says Disney CEO Bob Chapek cites Encanto as proof that streaming is the future. Fastest title to meet 200 million hours on Disney+. Plus. That's huge. Because, as we said before in the podcast, we saw no advertising for Encanto until the very last minute. I watch, my son watches so much YouTube when we have internet. But I'll, 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 I'll rant about internet in the very end. I'll tell you guys what's happening. But, um... What's crazy is, legitimately, people have been playing it over and over and over again. And also, when you deal with, you know, what the world's going with, you don't talk about Bruno, that popular song. People just want to watch it because of that. So, you know, 200 million hours with no real advertising, that's insane. So, and then... (laughs) I'll just go through a couple of these. So, Disney credits park revenue increase to Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, which a lot of people hate. And Disney CEO Bob Chapek says that up to 50% of guests are using Genie Plus. Here's the thing. You have to if you want to ride any rides now. Yeah, exactly. And I want to see how how he came up with that. Because I know a lot in the beginning were using it just to do it. I don't know if they kind of still are well and it says are using genie plus that's the it's free genie plus is free correct <laughs> yeah so of course they're going to use it if it's free right but i think the, the 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 stigma behind it was that it wasn't working good and it was a bad idea people didn't like it and so i feel like a lot of people were like this thing's trash right they don't yeah. want to use it anymore well especially the day one debacle that right. happened on it. But what I have been hearing on other Disney um, podcasts that I listen to, that the times on the Genie app aren't reflective of the nope. times of the line. Nope. They are really pushing people to different parts yep. of the park um, on it. And it's not like, oh, it's off 5, 10 minutes. No. I mean, it's off like... 20, I, I saw minutes. one when they would think. I think it was either Big Thunder or Indiana Jones, and the guy's like, "Does this look like sixty minutes to you?" And you literally look, and there's nobody in the line. Yep. Mind you, I don't know what it is about Big Thunder, but randomly, there was one time we went, we rode it six times in a row. I think the time I went with you, we did it three times in a row. We literally <laughs> yeah. shouldn't even have to get off the ride because there was no one in line, and we walked through. And went three times in a row on Big Thunder. It happens. Yep. But I saw that. The guy goes, it says 60 minutes on Genie Plus. He showed it on his phone. And then when you looked at the line, at the thing, it said, I think the minimum they do is 15 minutes usually. Mm-hmm. And there was no line. He walked right in. So yep. they are being somewhat de- deceiving. But I think this is also, even though people might hate it, I think it's helpful because if they have nobody in a certain part of the park, What's going to stop? Why, why would you not want to go over there? My favorite part of anything was when we went one Memorial Day weekend on a Sunday, literally there was nobody there and we just sat there and watched people walk by. So if you can go to an emptier part of the park and have fun and watch that, I'm okay with it. But, you know, we'll see how people respond to that report because I know people are like bashing Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. So, I mean, fingers crossed it doesn't backfire, but it may. We don't know. Yeah, and is Bob just saying that to make him look good as well? I don't think he would do that because I don't think he's that dumb. I think he knows if he tried that, he would probably get in trouble. Right. Because they'll, they'll, they'll call him out because obviously they don't like him. So 
Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I actually, I did not know about this, and I'm actually going to pre-order it as soon as we get off of here. Women of Walt Disney Imagineering book available for pre-order, and it release date is March 15th for $29.99. Um, one thing you do not see very often ever is people talking to the women who are involved in the Imagineering. And I believe I watched, I think the documentary they had about um, pirates, when that was like the first ride with real animatronics, I believe the women that were doing the costuming, they didn't even have like a costuming department doing it. It was people that were Imagineers yeah. that were doing the costuming to the thing. So I think that'd be pretty cool to see and look at, you know, for the time being. Um, this one I'm stoked for, the new Jurassic World Dominion trailer. And it features, obviously, the big return of Jurassic Park characters. And what I love about it is the dinosaurs are out in the world. Shows these guys going to a logging area, and there's a brontosaurus just standing there, you know. Right, just chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> and then what they do, it looks like in it, they go back to the the park, and it shows that some of the animals have evolved Yeah. at the park. So, and my favorite line from the whole thing was, I can't remember who it was, one of them says... Why do they always... I think it's Jeff Goldblum that says, why do they always have to go bigger? What do they always... Yep. Why do they always have to go bigger? And so it it made me laugh because that legitimately is something that would be said, but it fits his character as well, and I love Jeff Goldblum. He's amazing. Um, Universal Studios Hollywood has officially introduced the first all-electric studio tour trams. Let's see those get wet the first time and see what happens. <laughs> Shouldn't be too bad because those most of those are like a battery underneath and it's enclosed, but that's kind of cool. Um, the making of Jurassic World Velocicoaster documentary is now available free on YouTube, which I did see this. I didn't get to watch it, but it's cool. I mean, they show you straight from the like the beginning beginnings when they're building it. <laughs> when they're well, even before building it, like the infancy of it, talking oh, about they, it, they like how it are they the regular one, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, no, no, that's the other one. Sorry, no, I'm the wrong one. No, that's the, the other one. Okay, yes. Yeah, uh, that's the one um, at it. But then it's like, okay, how do we fit it in in this um, land that's already got three other rides in it and be, you know, a roller coaster and you're fitting it in there? And like I said, from basically drawing, not even drawing board, but in its infancy um, to, you know, hey, now it's a full-fledged roller coaster ride. Um, that has two launches in it. I didn't know that. And one in the beginning and then one in the middle of it. And obviously, you know, Velociraptor and going through the different areas that the Velociraptors are in, you know, starting out in the paddocks and then going out and, and doing that. It's, yeah. actually, it's actually pretty cool. It's a cool 20 minute. And I think last, either last week or week before, it was on Peacock only. And now it's on their YouTube. Just, I think it's the. Uh, Universal Studios Orlando YouTube page about the, 20, the, 25 the, minutes. The problem with that thing, um, no offense to Peacock people, which I'm actually mad at Peacock right now because I don't know if people should. Well, I'll say this the next thing I'll tell people about it. But um, Peacock uh, got me in because of watching. What was it? Oh, um, Dr. Death. So I had to get it because they tease you, let you watch a certain thing. Mind you, I'm the kind of person where I know that they're going to get rid of certain shows. So I have all the seasons of the office on Apple. I have all of parks and Rec, So I own those forever. And I've been buying like how I met your mother and Futurama, um, which we'll get to that one. Uh, that's another one of the ad. But what I will say is that they don't, they don't think about what they put on their pro- platform. What they should have done was they should have done a smaller one 
like a miniature sized documentary, like a five, seven minute one that was clips from it and put it on YouTube first and then release it on Peacock the way that Netflix does. Netflix gives you clips from movies and you're like, I got to watch that now because it looks awesome. So, but I am going to have to watch it now. And before I forget, because we already talked about the Josh Tomorrow thing. So two things, Futurama is getting a revival at Hulu. Um, But there's someone very uh, big that's not involved in it. Um, who's is it? A character or a producer? Uh, it's a, one of the biggest voices you could ever think of on the show. Well, I only know of, of two of them, and they probably voice three quarters of the show are either Phil Lamar or Josh. Uh, I want to call him Joe DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. I, I knew it's. I knew it's Jay. Uh, he is not involved. Who? Which one? John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. He is the voice of Bender, and apparently they say that Bender's voice is very hard to maintain over an extended period of time because how gravelly and everything it is. Oh, yeah. But um, people are petitioning that he needs to be on it because um, Billy West is back. Katie Seagal is back. I know that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Phil Lamar is back. Um, I don't know, but um, we'll see. Um, but what I will say is, is the... the, the <laughs> The joke was, uh, what's his name? Who's the creator of it again? Matt Groening. Matt Groening was like, let's hurry up and get 20 episodes out before they cancel us again. Right. So that <laughs> happened. And then, like, right afterwards, I see an article that apparently Peacock is finalizing a deal to pull all NBC content from Hulu and stick it all strictly to Peacock. So... No problem for me because I have Peacock, but it is kind of crazy because I know the big thing like Hulu and FX, uh, Mayans comes out the day it comes out on Hulu. They do that for certain shows, so it's big. But I wanted to mention that really quick just because, you know, it is kind of a big thing. And before we head into our quick Disney pile, make sure you go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. The big one we have right now, um, first thing, Disneyland Park Park uh, Disneyland Resort parking trams are returning February twenty third. Hallelujah! It's coming back. Yeah, I know everyone is really pumped about that, and they even said some of the um, bloggers that were out there saying that um, testing them are they? Well, not necessarily testing them, but before you walked the route, the tram route to get into you know downtown, downtown Disney, Disney and whatnot. Where now they are, well, A, you won't be able to do that because they'll start testing these or whatnot. And with security and everything um, that they're already doing security, I believe where it was before, um, you know, you would be able to the walk the route and whatnot. Because um, I think they moved it in a different area because you now do it um, not at downtown Disney. If you go the trams, it's now at the um, the parking structure. Um, and they moved it once the trams um you know, shut no down, shut yeah. down. So now they're putting it back to originally where it was or, or moved it back to where um, it's going to be for the tram. So even though the trams aren't running right now, they have security and everything um, in place. So when it does come back that um, they'll hit the ground running and the flow will be, um, you know, will, will be better. And now if you were to walk, you use the, um, the walkway that they did a handful of years ago, um, uh, to downtown Disney. Well, we're going to see how people freak out about this one because I know it, it's fairly big. Um, 
this one, it's boring. Everyone's freaking out about it, but it's like, meh. Soaring Over California is returning for Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. It happens every year. Makes Don't be sense. shocked about it. Yep. It is what it is. Um, there is new in-park fitness activities available through Tanaya Stone Spa at Disney's Grand California Hotel. Now, I know these are big in California. They started doing it. Actually, it's crazy, Tim. In Newman, there is a park in Newman that if you walk around the park, there's workout stations. So, oh, like, cool. pull-up bars and things to do exercise, and it has a sign that tells you what to do, which oh, I'm assuming cool. this is very similar. Basically telling you what you should go and do and go to a certain spot and you can do certain exercises. Well, this all happens before the park um, opens up. Okay. So it's like you go in there uh, like at 5 in the morning or whatnot. Oh, so it's like the, when they do, do yoga at the breweries yep. and stuff. Yeah, yep, exactly. So you go you go there, you have your guide or whatnot, and okay, hey, you know, we're going to power walk this or we're going to do, you know, yoga in front of this or stretch or, or whatnot um, doing it. I know they kind of dabbled in it before a handful of years ago um where now they're they're bringing it back because you always see pictures of um you know well you always see the cast member picture doing yoga in front of the castle before mm-hmm. sunrise where now this one is in california venture obviously more open whatnot where you could do this and doing um you know in park fitness activities before the uh before the park opens through um the grand california hotel the spa there so it's pretty cool that is pretty cool. You you always want to kind of get in there, and I always like you know, hey, if you can if you can get out there and you can, um, kind of like do like a, it's not really behind the scenes. It's before. It's kind of like when you run the races. Yep. And you get to see stuff behind the scenes. I think that's cool. I miss you, Disney races, just because I miss seeing the maintenance people, because the janitors are the nicest and most fun people, and they wave at you so much, and they literally love what they're doing. So. Bring that back, please. I miss it. Um, I'm going to add to this one as we talk about it. Don't let me forget. <laughs> Jungle Cruise skippers reenact ride during attraction downtime at Walt Disney World. Um, I've seen a couple videos. It's pretty funny. It is what it is. But it's not as funny as the Jungle Cruise skipper. I don't know if it's Disneyland, Disney World, is going through his spiel about taking pictures of the back of water uh-huh. And you see him start to panic because the boat behind him is not paying attention. Oh dear lord! And he starts yelling. He drop. He dro- Legit drops the mic and he starts yelling at her <laughs> like this. She stopped. But I did not know those things legitimately did control the speed. Yeah, yep. I did not know that. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, they're free floating on the track, and the the engine of the boat controls the speed. So they're yes, they are on a track, right? But. It's, it's the same as the cars. You push the throttle and it goes. Yep, 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 exactly. That's why you see them um, when they, before they redid the dock, that they would tie them off at the dock, put the rope around it, and they would put the motor all the way down and forward. Uh, so then that way it... The boat keep, doesn't move. It, the boat doesn't move and it keeps it tight. And how they position the rope on it is that it brings it... Closer to the thing. So it's not sitting there free floating so back, and, an ankle back and float. Snapping yep. off. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's good to know for those of you all there. <clears throat> Which means that skipper behind him was not paying attention because no. how many times have you, you've always seen him like passing, going down the Nile or whatnot, but as far as one getting close behind I've you. I've never seen one that close. Never seen not one even, that close. Legitimately, not, I don't even think I've seen someone in the same track as me ever. 
Yeah, you exactly. may see them coming on when you're going around the corner. Mind yep. you, I do know they send extra boats out when it's super busy. Yeah, and maybe it's gotten more more play because of the movie. But yeah, no, man, I I, I and, saw that and I was like, what the heck? Right, and even sometimes at the end there, where you gotta wait for the boat in front of you to move up, and you're kind of just idling yeah. there right after. Well, it used to be Trader Sam, but now it's his uh, Lost and Found. Lost and Found, yeah. <clears throat> but even that waiting, that you don't get get one coming up on you so yeah somebody messed That's up a fun there video. yeah to see um ice age adventures of buck wild sand sculpture brings fox franchise to disney's animal kingdom which i knew this was going to happen because they're pushing hard on the ice age franchise now well and they did the sand sculpture for raya and all of those yeah. that that come too so i'll yeah. be excited to see uh once they finish it yeah um star wars glad to star cruiser just running into problem after problem Having trouble hiring experienced wait staff due to wages and other concerns, which is a very big thing in Florida right now. I know the big thing out there is these companies that are hiring people for more money just to get people to work. Um, I just saw an article before we started about how these people in the tech industry, companies are throwing millions of dollars at these people and they're not taking it. And the problem is, is I get it. My job right now is more stressful than my last job, but I'm more relaxed because I don't feel as much pressure. There's a lot more stress to it not as much pressure yeah i think that's the problem is a lot of these people realize if i go to tim and let's say we wanted to take this podcast to the next level we build a studio we do all this stuff that we're not going to do because it's just for fun for us but let's say for instance i did that and i told tim i need you down here three days a week for eight hours a day you know and let's say his schedule permitted but that's more pressure than just like hey does today work no so what's happening is is i'll tell tim hey i'll pay you five hundred dollars a week we don't, we don't make any money right now, but I'll pay him $500 a week. That $500 has more writing on it than what he's making now. So is that raise in, in money worth it? Are you a tech person where you're working Monday through Friday, but because you're short-staffed, they want you to work seven days a week, 24 hours, they're going to give you $20,000 more a year, yeah. but is that $20,000 really worth what you're going to get put through? And a lot of people aren't dealing with it. It's the same thing with this. Obviously, the Galactic Star Cruiser is having issues with people even just booking because a lot of people canceled. So how do you know you're going to get paid? How do you know you're going to get the hours? Right. You don't know that. So we'll see what happens. We'll check in with it and see. But but this one right here. Uh, this right here. What do you got? I'm going to add to this one. But <laughs> well, like the last three. Several love, love guests. On it. Several guests. We're caught with loaded and unloaded guns at Walt Disney World. Why? Why? I don't... I don't... I've even seen videos of these people getting stopped that are police officers. And the the people there will say, if you were a police officer, you couldn't... I didn't know this, but if you're a cop, you could bring a gun into Disney, Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah, my buddy's a parole officer... Yeah, mm. and all you have to do is you have to get permits for it at the park, and you basically go to a certain thing where you check in with them yep. to let them know, and I don't know if they photograph you, get your idea what it is. It's that easy. So I don't know why you need a gun there, why you feel you need a gun there. More power to you if you do. I, I'm not going to say it's bad or not. I'm not a, a part of that. Well, if you're not a peace officer, correctional officer. Correct. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yep, 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 yep. But, well, come on, man. But on top of that, so this is this one what made me mad. So there was a TikTok video, guy at Disneyland is yelling, cussing, using the F word, 
at people in Disneyland. Mind you, me and Tim cuss outside of this podcast. I try to keep it PG because there are a lot of people who do want to listen to it. I've had people ask, hey, can my kid listen to your podcast? Yeah, we don't say nothing too bad on here because we want to be more family friendly. We talk about Disney a lot. You don't want, when you're walking through the port, port parks, um, I wear a vest with my pins on it and my club. I was called a gay slur in front of a bunch of kids. A bunch of bikers who saw it and liked it, they started walking with me and they're like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I go. And the guy took off running because they're like, why are you yelling that kind of stuff in a family park? And so this dude is yelling at the, the, the security, blah, 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 yelling, saying, blah, 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 you know, cussing, 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 cussing. And then they, they, this girl that had the video, the guy posted, oh, you know, yeah, the security was super, told, told their side of the story. And it did not add up. Security yeah. would not do. They said that because they were told they needed to put their stroller where the other strollers go. Go, and they're like, "Well, there was other strollers over here, so we put it by them." Well, then the guy says, "This is why I said I said I knew it wasn't true." He says in the comment, "They got a full refund for their tickets because they got escorted out." The people that were cussing at them. Yep. Yep. So they got they said they got full refunds and they got and then some and I'm like no 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 you get escorted out of the parks you're not getting nothing back they may they may refund your ticket maybe if if you catch them on a good day on a good day well then all of a sudden all these cast members started writing in <laughs> and this this dude basically was cussing out the lead on it's a small world this is the, that's the kind of character this person was cussing out the lead on it's a small world. Because they asked him to move the stroller. And basically, the guy told his wife, just drop it off and run in. And that's why they got removed. And it was it was insane. But like I always say, is it really worth it for your kid to cry? You know what I mean? It's not. I can make my kid cry on, on my own saying stupid stuff. I'm not going to sit there and have him get to go to the, the happiest place on earth. Over something stupid like that. So, After spending a decent amount of money exactly. to get in there. Um, several, so an Instagram influencer sat on guests' feet to get cavalcade view and then boasted that she had 20,000 followers. Don't know who it was. If you only have 20,000 followers, you're not nothing. You're not making no money off well, of that, so whatever. And the funny thing is, is Disney Security asked her to move multiple times. The influencer, because I'm pretty sure, it didn't say in the article, but kind of reading it, is that... They saw her just, oh, hey, this cattlecade's starting, and these people were sitting there waiting for it, and then she just comes up and sits on their free feet in front of them, um, and you know, here comes the cattlecade, and they told her, hey, you need to move, you need to move, you need need to move, um, because I think they saw her, well, A, she wasn't, uh, she was in the way, that's right. why I asked her to move, right? <laughs> and then I think they saw them, you know, basically get in front of these people, sat on them, and then, like you said, go boast and do all of that. It's like, um, okay, so what, what made me mad was I, I don't know if the influencer moved, but the people that whose feet she sat down on, I believe it was a family, that they, you know, they're like, you know what, it's they were the bigger person in it, and they got up and moved just because this, quote-unquote, so-called influencer um, was just, wasn't going to move after Disney told him to move multiple times and just being, you know, a pain in the butt. So they ended up moving and went, uh, went down farther down, but it's like, really? And then you, you turn around and boast that you got 20,000 followers. Ooh. Congr- and that's what's, what's funny. What's funny is, is that's the new influencer thing that we're finding with people like, 
oh, I want to get into this, I want to get into that. Mind you, the biggest Disney fans I know of are Chris Hardwick, um, Neil Patrick Harris, and John Stamos. John Stamos, And you never hear them complaining about not being able to get their kids on stuff. They pay for a plaid. If a plaid can get them in, a plaid can get them in. If it can't, it can't. You don't hear complaints. Another big one is uh, uh, Brooke Lopez as well, the basketball player. Oh, and also Mm -hmm. you don't think about Pink too. Pink as well. And Nick Cannon. But Nick Cannon, um, I heard he runs down the street asking to take pictures of people because he wants to be famous. Um, and the last thing we have, which I think this is Tim's probably going to be favorite, drunk guests take clothes off and brawl at Disney Springs, slip on vomit into bushes during fight. Need you say even anything else. You don't need to say any. I saw that. I'm like. And and just people remember that Disney Springs is not, it's, it's in Disney, but it's not Disney- direct it's it's a part of disney so it's not a park so you could probably get really hammered because they probably have restaurants and stuff there right oh yeah no it's great there's i mean there's and especially in disney springs there's a big open um water out there and me and the wife when we were down there on our honeymoon um posted up it's called uh, like the t-rex bar or something mm-hmm. it's uh, affiliated with rainforest cafe but instead of being rainforest it was more like dinosaurs or whatnot okay i can't remember exactly what it was but their bar you could sit down sit outside you don't have to go into the restaurants on the outside because it's florida so you could be sitting outside mm-hmm. um obviously under overhang or whatnot because it rains there a lot um and we were sitting there had a couple of drinks watching um some sport event on the tv and it was just cool you kind of you know turn around and just look out and it was nice i mean it's beautiful peaceful but i mean it's easier to get um really intoxicated there than in i mean you get intoxicated in california adventure well i guess in disney as well now i mean on any of the parks that obviously if they serve alcohol but you see a lot of more of these instances happening whether it's disney or universal in their not in the resort as much but outside of the resort in these because you don't need tickets to get in so you're gonna kind of get get yep get that crowd there um and i mean hey you if you overindulge you know i i get it and sometimes it sneaks up on you or you're sitting down and all of a sudden you get up it's like oh man here we go but if you're gonna go down there and get belligerent i mean come on and they have they have security there, the same type that's in the parks or whatnot. So, yep. and you're on their property. So, when you get uh, escorted or trespassed off their property, yeah, it's not not good on you. It's not. And if you want to do that, go to a bar outside of the Disney parks or Disney Resort or anything like that. You know, be, be responsible. Don't be rude. Don't get belligerent. You know, it's a Disney park, like we said. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could go down there and have fun with your buddies. Me and Chris going down there, you know, we'll break bread and, you know, have a couple beers, cocktails, whatnot, but we're not going to walk out of there staggering. Nope. You know, because we'll we'll prop each other up. And I think the worst part is, too, is that area, there's so many hotels so close that people drink beyond their limits because they don't have to drive anywhere. Because they just, yep, stumble across the street or or wherever they got to go. So, But I saw that, and it's like, what you have to do is just read that and just... You don't need to say anything else. But the best part is he got justice because he slipped on his vomit and fell into the bushes. So it's almost like, you know, if you're security, it's like, well, do I really need to help you out of the bushes? Because you've kind of made a scene for yourself. So hopefully there's a video of there floating around. Love to, to see that. Well, but, and as the Portuguese say, bane fate, which means you get what you deserve. But I want to end this on... The most ridiculous note ever. We don't very often talk about sports, but there is currently a lockout with the with Major League Baseball. 
So Major League Baseball, if you're a player on the 40-man roster, which I think is dumb, so you're not on the 40-man roster, you can still go to the facility and work out. But if you're on the 40-man roster, you can't go and work out. You can't do a lot of stuff. So here's a crazy story. You know who Bo Bichette is, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, his dad works for the Blue Jays. Oh, really? As a coach advisor. So do you know what that means? What do you mean? He can't talk to his son. Uh, can't talk to his son. He about... can't talk to his son at all. Well, you could talk to him nope. at, nope. at family or whatnot. Nope. 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 Because of the stupid rule. He cannot talk to his son. So you know hmm. what he did? Text message. He quit. No. He quit the Blue Jays. And I, I saw the tweet, and it basically says, Dante Bichette is no longer with the Blue Jays. Bo Bichette, my dad resigned his job to be able to work with me. And basically, it says, because he's, he's team personnel, he was unable to talk or work with him. You know, I get the rules, but, you know, it's a joke. So how do you get around it? He resigned. And um, that's just crazy. Well, the thing is, is they'll he'll guarantee it. He'll find another job once everything's all, all, all done with. It's Bobochet. Well, fingers crossed. I really hope things get better with the MLB lockout because um, that's when my heart first died with um, baseball. Was the one in the nineties? Was it ninety six? Ninety eight. Yeah, some somewhere in there. Well, and then, and then the other thing, well, to kind of go on what you're saying is, everyone's like, "Oh, they're not they're not testing for steroids anymore." It's like, well, no, the the contract is up, so yes, technically they're not, but all it means is, you know, then they come back to the table, the player associations and MLB or, or whoever's involved in that, and they come and go do a, another contract. It's not, oh, all of a sudden you're gonna get these guys that just you know, roid out because they're not going to test for it. Mind you, when it happened before, there it, it was legal. Mm-hmm. I'll fight you to the end on that. Um, anyways, but they're like, oh, they're, they're not testing for steroids anymore. I'm like, okay, BS. I mean, we saw Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, you know, their last year of eligibility. They didn't get voted into the Hall of Fame um, due to that the era that, that they were in. Right. It's, it's their – the contract has expired. They're renegotiating the contract and they're going to, Hey, do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? And they're going to come to the table and do it. Nothing's going to happen until, you know, everything is, is finalized. So, but it's funny. I saw that. I'm like, no, no, they're not. It's just the contract is, is expired and they haven't had a new one that comes up. We saw it uh, on YouTube. Oh, Disney! All the Disney stuff got pulled out on YouTube TV. All the Disney stuff got pulled out because their contract was in. You know, it was done. A couple of days later, oh, we got a new contract. Guess what? All came back on. So exactly, you see, you see it happen all the time. But it's funny that that uh, that he quit. And be curious to see um, once everything you know comes back and the lockout's done and everyone's you know going back to it on. Um, who he gets? Uh, I'm sure they'll offer what, him a job back. What? Yeah, what job he uh, or what? Jeez, com- uh, company team he goes to and what position he's got, or if he goes right back to that one. Because, I mean, yeah, he quit, but it's like, okay, well, your job's there when you know when you're done. We understand it. it's it's your son. It's not like oh, hey, it's just the top prospect or something. It's you know, it's son, it's family. So I get exactly it. sad yeah. to sad to see that though. But it's very sad, mm-hmm. but. Um, we want to thank you guys all for listening as we were live. If there's any audio implications, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I got a new mic. I got a new uh, mixer. 
that I have to set up once I have internet again. Um, but I'm stoked to get everyone's uh, opinion on how it sounds with us both live. That way I can make Tim come down more often and record live with me. So uh, thank you to uh, um, what's Mr. What? Mr. J. Mr. J. Yep. Thank you to Mr. J. Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Go listen to them for their recap about Book of Boba Fett. And also they have a call-in line. So if you follow them on Facebook, you can actually find out how to call in and leave comments for the podcast from them. I'm going to work on doing that for us because I do have the new mixer that has the ability for people to call in. So I might have some phone in people. Um, and then Justin, as always, for helping me get my computer set up and listening every single time you're driving around. So uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.